Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, I'm on Zoom with a very fun company in the wine space. I'm so excited. We have Fun Wine on the podcast today, and and the founder and CEO, Joe Pellig, is joining me. I have been looking forward to this episode for weeks. Joe, it is so great to have you on the podcast. My pleasure. I am so excited. Um, I mean, you are an expert in this whole food and beverage industry, and I can't wait to unpack both your background as well as uh, Fun Wine and where you guys are today and where you're headed. So let's do this. Um, I did my homework on you, and I saw you had quite a bit of experience in this industry. But how did you decide to start a, a company in the wine space? And then why in Miami? Talk about that. First of all, Miami is the nicest place in the world. And uh, this was the one first condition. And the, uh, the second thing is more important that we... Uh, for a year, I was having this idea in my mind. I saw that the wine is always with white maps, fancy events, fancy restaurants. And from the other side, when you're visiting France, Italy, uh, Spain, you're going for a lunch uh, anywhere. They put your carafe of wine. They put your water. They don't ask you if you want a Diet Coke <laughs> or a nice tea or right. something uh, similar. And... Uh, you're just drinking on a daily basis. And that's uh, what I got used to uh, during my uh, growing into the food and beverage life. And uh, I saw that it's uh, really uh, something important to give the wine and to put it down to earth, to have everybody enjoy it. Not only the wine, let's say, kind of a store, or people that think that they know about wine. At the end of the day, we wanted to bring it to the masses and uh, to make everyone enjoy wine. Sure. I love that. Believe me, I <laughs> I could definitely have wine every day for lunch um, and dinner. Um, so how did you go from, hey, I think this is an interesting idea to starting a company and then kind of getting the initial pieces and parts going for the business? So it went by stages. It was not like one day uh, I woke up and... Uh, <laughs> I had the, the whole thing ready. It, it took me a while. Uh, we, we started the like, beginning of beginning of the company seven, eight years ago to do regular wines in cans. Got it. We were one of the first ones, and I am very uh, sensitive. I'm always saying one of the first ones because uh, people try to put the uh, wine in different containers like many, many years. Sure. And then sure. uh, we developed uh, the concept in France. And uh, I did at the beginning only regular wines in 250 milliliter cans that was specialized for wine, not the regular uh, cans that are going for other uh, things. Sure. So it took me a while to understand that this is only a packaging and a lot of people are not going to drink the regular wine out of a can. And... It was it was nice, very good uh, start to the business, but very fast I understood 
that we need to bring something that is more popular. The people that the first time they taste it, it needs to be a knockout. And it took me a while to get into what we are right now, but we developed the low alcohol flavored wine. And I have to say that at the beginning, everyone was looking at me like um, I need a good <laughs> technology. And when I was talking about flavor in wine and low alcohol, what these guys is doing, I remember that I came first time to uh, the factory, one of the factories that we were working there, and they are Germans, and you're telling the Germans about <laughs> low alcohol flavored wine. They look at you and they say, this guy. I think you're crazy, <laughs> right. He needs to go to one of the closest hospitals. But um, I have to say that uh, this was the, the first uh, big thing for us. And when we started with the three flavors that we started in cans, then you saw that the product started to be more and more popular. Also, it took some time, and uh, it was not easy to convince people that that's the right way. And all the low-alcohol flavored drinks category was not a big thing before. Right now, it's the biggest thing in the market. So from, let's say, trying to get out of the window to a meeting, today we have red carpets. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> a better uh, reaction from anywhere in the world. I was going to say, so um, I totally agree. And, and I wanted to get to the market. Uh, uh, today is just booming in this space. Um, when you got started, though, ha I, had you done work in the whole wines and liquor spirits space to understand you know, the distribution methods and whatnot in North America? Or did you have to have some partners to help you get that started? Sure. So one of the things that I can say definitely, if there is hard market to go in is United States. Uh, this is the hardest market to go. And by the way, we started in the international and we came back to the US. Got it. And uh, this was a very good decision. At the beginning, we thought of going first to the US and then to the international, but it, it was a, a very good decision and I can recommend that, uh, you know, a lot of people wants to go into the alcohol business. The alcohol business in the U.S. is one of the toughest in the world. And if you are not connected and you have a strong partner, better to give up your uh, dreams. Uh, <laughs> right. So that's, uh, that's uh, what we did. And we, we met a big company uh, that uh, we work with them in Costa Rica. And they offer us to do it with them in the U.S. Wow. The daughter company of uh, Heineken, uh, their name is uh, Tifco. And we did the beginning with them. We are very, very friendly. And uh, we just announced to go independently because the company is growing and they have their own things. But we started with them and we are very grateful. And uh, we can always uh, stay working together in other places. I love that. So important to have the right partners, especially as you're getting into the beverage industry in this space. How did you come up with the name Fun Wine? Like, what's the what's the origin of the name of the company? There is there is anything better than this? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, can you offer me something else? I will take it. I love but it. There is also a story about this. The company name at the beginning was Friends Just Wine. Okay, that's the way we started. And then <laughs> I wanted to do Fun Wine, and we couldn't register the name. So we registered Friends Fun Wine. 
four years took us to get the fun wine. But finally, about two years ago, we got the fun wine registered brand worldwide. And we are also uh, controlling the world fun for wine. Like we are using it a lot right now in the new designs and the new things that we are bringing. Because at the end of the day, what I saw that the world fun all over the world is the world that the Chinese understand it, the Korean understand it, in Africa, they know what is fun. Everybody know what is fun. It's a general world, like some more worlds that are always known all over the world. But I can say that this is the right name and cannot be a better name to our product. I love it. Yeah. And for those that haven't checked out Fun Wine, uh, inspired by the cool vibes and sultry breezes in Miami, uh, you wanted to create a wine drink that would deliver the fun and warmth of Miami in every sip. I love that. I mean, who, who wouldn't? Talk about the um, production process and like, how did you figure out the flavors and, and what was going to be in the cans initially and now in bottles? Okay, so there is two types of uh, flavors that we are choosing. Uh, let's say at the beginning we did sangria, which is uh, very, very popular. Of course. Uh, we did it in a different way. And uh, I'll be honest and I'll say, that there are many, many uh, brands of sangria. It's all depends on the quality of the wine that you're using. And if you want to do something cheap, you're using very cheap wines. And if you want to do something better, so you use a better wines. So this was the direction. And we developed two uh, type of product. That one of them was strawberry muscato. And uh, of course, we were doing this one from Rosé. We already saw that the rosé is growing seven years ago, when the rosé was still something unknown to a lot of people in the world, only, of course, to the French and the, the wine drinkers. Uh, the rosé grew up in the United States in the last three, four years, hundreds of percentage in sales. And uh, this is our biggest item right now uh, worldwide. Uh, the Rosé Strawberry Muscato, and uh, we did also a peach Muscato at the beginning in the can. Um, then we developed two crazy flavors that we are coming with them right now in the U.S., but they were already outside of the U.S., not in this version. These are two coffee wines, and when I get uh, to show people the coffee wine, then they were 100% sure that I'm crazy. Uh, if they were 90% before, after I came with the coffee wine, they were 100%. <laughs> but I took the first drink in the morning, the last drink in the, in the day, and I combined them. And you don't need to be genius. Just I saw that the coffee flavor in vodka, in tequila, are very successful. So why not to do one? What is the difference between vodka or tequila and wine? And if the coffee is growing so much all over the world, Starbucks is open two restaurants a day in China. Two That's restaurants right. a day. And it's growing so fast all over the world. I'm talking about not only the coffee places, the coffee sales. Like you go to Korea, you see people all the time in the coffee stores. And you say to yourself, okay, in the morning, I got it. Lunch, I got it. But all the night, people are sitting and drinking coffee, and it's full all the time. So when you see this, you just need to 
combine one plus two plus three and you mix it and we develop uh, the Chardonnay cappuccino and the Cabernet Espresso, which is a, a stronger one. And I think that they are uh, outstanding wines. Uh, they, they will be in the market like in a few weeks here uh, in a different version that we'll talk about that uh, with the monk food. But um, we develop uh, another uh, flavor that is very unique, is coconut. I think we were the first one to develop it. Again, we saw that the coconut water and the coconut sure. flavor is growing. And you said, let's be before everyone. Uh, one of the things that this company is not waiting, is not waiting that everybody would be there. We are trying to be there before. Before. And, I love it. Uh, we are always ahead of everyone. So that's a great segue. Uh, two questions around that. One, was there a point when, you know, entrepreneurs don't, you know, it takes time to build a brand and build a company, right? And it doesn't happen overnight, as you said. And some people, I think, think there's overnight success. It takes time. Was there a point as you were getting the company going where you realized, I think we have something here. We have consumers that want our product. We're getting access to markets. Was there that point um, that you can remember? Or is it just something that has grown over time? Sure. I can, uh, I can tell you uh, maybe two, three points. One that I saw that uh, one of the biggest companies in the U.S., maybe the biggest one, is coming after us with the same cans, with the same design. So I knew that this is the right thing. Uh, everybody was saying, wow, the, it, it is not good. I said, why? It's excellent. They're going to help us build our brand and their brand. It's good for everyone, number one. Number two, that I saw the biggest company also worldwide are going to low alcohol wines and their flavor. And I saw it in England and I saw it in a few other places, not only in the US. This for me was the sign. I saw strawberry uh, a wine, was not a Moscato and not Jose, but was strawberry and peach. And I started to sow, you know, all type of things uh, that are giving me the sign that we are on the right way. And then, I think that when the sensors came on board, this was for me the, the final, uh, let's say, uh, note that I have to start to run and fast. I love it. And you mentioned the different flavors. Now, I was checking out, again, the strawberry rosé Moscato, the sangria, the coconut chardonnay. I mean, I love the packaging. It's just unbelievable. Now, as you're out in at what 12, 12 15 plus states in, in market, are you able to get consumer insights? Are you able to get feedback on what's you know what's working so you can adjust and, and think about what's next? Sure, we're getting all the time, and uh, we are connected. Let's say as as fast as we can, as soon as we can, we get uh, all the information from the customers and. Uh, I can tell you that uh, definitely this is the direction, and the only thing that uh, we are just uh, working on that already for two years is to lower the calories and taking the sugar out, because I saw all over the world that this is where everyone is going. And, uh, but I couldn't uh, accept the flavor that are coming in many, many other products that generally saying, not one or two, but these are flavors that you feel the, the, the strong 
aftertaste of, uh, of the sweetness. And uh, we found out after a long, long, long research that uh, monk food is the biggest thing right now worldwide. Um, and many companies are not doing it because it's expensive. Got it. So Got it. let's say all the soda companies, they are on it for a long time, for at least six, seven years, but they are cannot afford to put it, let's say, in the regular soft drink. Or, so there is very few companies that can afford to put it, and this will be the next thing worldwide. And I can tell you that I know that there is uh, many other countries outside of the Chinese that are now trying to develop fruit like this, that's even more stronger than the monk food. But the monk food, regarding all the benefits to health, is today number one. If you, let's say, see what Whole Foods uh, just announced at the beginning of the year, that their focus is this, you know, sweetener and the monk food product. So we are working on that for a long, long time. And uh, finally, in three weeks, we're going to have the product here in the United States for, uh, you know, just pilot. And uh, immediately after that, it will start to come in big quantities. Wow. That's awesome. Well, I have to give um, some credit for your uh, packaging. It's unique. It's fun. It's amazing. Talk about uh, the design and how you guys decided to kind of to bring together such a cool mix of colors and, and flavor, I'll call it, in the packaging. Sure. So it was not enough for us uh, to be cool with the flavor. We wanted to connect with music, fashion, and, and, and art. And uh, this was a long, long time that we were reaching how to approach, you know, the young population. Or even for me, everybody, even uh, somebody who is uh, maybe in his uh, ID is old, but on his uh, spirit and uh, soul is young. So we were connected with Miguel Paredes that we met here, a, a good friend of us introduced. And it became, a, you know, a, a beautiful relationship. It took us a while until we came to the market with the product. We were like uh, going back and forth, back and forth. And finally, at the end of 2017, we came with these three bottles uh, that you see in front in the table that are uh, the beautiful ones. And uh, 2018 was the first year we started to sell it only in New York and with a beautiful success in New York. And then in 2019, uh, we started to go to more states. But uh, a lot of professionals, what they say, and I think that you can see, even Perrier yesterday announced that they are going to a partnership with an artist. And yep. you see all the biggest companies today understand it. And I think that that's part of the fun, to connect us with the art, with the music, with the fashion, and not to be a boring bottle of wine that looks like the one that was uh, produced a hundred years ago. Yeah, I love it, and I think it's it's such a great time. A, a, a lot of awards from the tasting side, and for the, of course from uh, the design side. Uh, and we were uh, in a competition with a very famous brand that uh, is not important right now, but we were the number one. So we were very proud that we are on the right way. And again, when you ask. When you know that you're in the right way, so if you see yesterday that Peria is uh, is doing a partnership with uh, the 
the Japanese artist, so you know that you were much ahead and uh, you're on the right way. <laughs> Agree. Yeah, I mean, and we talk about the, this this industry and how it's blowing up, I mean, with all kinds of new entrants and new wedges into the space. And I think you guys are absolutely tackling it at a perfect time. Um, so exciting. When you look forward, you know, the next six to 12 months, what does that look like from a priority perspective for you guys? So, first of all, uh, we're looking into launching the, the new version, which is 59 calories for glass of wine compared to 150. So you understand that this is the big, big thing that we have uh, to make a lot of uh, noise, to make people understand it. So it's, it's many things. It's not only about the calories, low sugar, uh, the quality of the product compared to other products. The quality that we are bringing is quality, not of a mild beverage product. You're bringing a wine product and made from wine and not from, you know, other type of product that there is. Uh, and I'm not uh, criticizing, I'm uh, just saying the quality <laughs> is different. And professionally, is a different drink. It's like you have, uh, uh, you know, a lot of difference between even a meat that you pay for a steak, sometimes $15, sometimes $150. So it's all depends on the quality. But I think that for the price that we are, you know, selling the product and the design and and the, the product that you have inside. So most of the professionals are saying that we have three wins. One is the packaging. Second is, the, of course, the liquid inside. And third is the price. And I think if you want, you know, that other people will have some advice, that's what I will advise. To create a product that costs a lot of money and people are not going to buy, that's a beautiful thing. But you need to be, uh, if you're bringing something to the masses, you need that they can afford it and can buy your product. Totally agree. I th- and thank you for going there. I was actually, my next question was going to be, you know, you've been building this brand and, and successfully growing it now seven, eight years, and it's coming to life and you have other entrepreneurs listening, you have other big company people that want to be entrepreneurs listening. And I, I love that first piece of advice. What would be one or two other things you would offer as coaching or mentoring to others that might be listening? Just to understand that uh, anything like this is a puzzle of million pieces that every day you put two, three pieces and to be patient and to have a strategy. If you don't have a strategy, don't do anything before you have a strategy. You need to know where do you want to go. And uh, I think uh, when you have a good idea also, you know, <laughs> it's all about if it's really a good idea, yes or no. So that's something that you need to check with a lot of people and to listen. Not to go just uh, direct to the wall, you know, but uh, you need to listen a lot. You need to do a lot of tasting, a lot of uh, group uh, focus focus group, what we call, and uh, you need to be patient. I love that. Share with our listeners where they can find your products and how they can connect in with your company and your brand. So, first of all, we are in funwine.com. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> yep. And uh, they can contact us there and uh, they can contact us in, uh, in Facebook. And uh, it's very easy to contact us. That's number one. 
We are right now in uh, 15 states, but I think that uh, on the next uh, year, we're going to be at least in 40 states. That our focus right now is the three biggest states for alcohol. Uh, we are very well established in New York, uh, but the three biggest states that are the biggest business in the U.S. are, of course, California, uh, Florida, and Texas. So this is our focus for the next year. Uh, 35-40% of the business in the U.S. is done in these three states. One of uh, these states are our homeland, and uh, we're working hard uh, to be represented well in our homeland. And also we believe that this is something that will be like a beer. You're not drinking it only when it's hot or when it's you're on the beach. That will be a daily basis drink. That you finish the day and you have a, a light day drink. You don't need to have, a lot of people are complaining when they drink wine that they feel a bit weak or they are tired or they feel like they want to sleep. And I think that this one is creating completely a different feeling. And especially, especially the one with the monk food when there is less sugar and you know that it is not only in our product, but anything with alcohol and sugar is always creating, you know, a reaction in the body. But when you have less sugar and this monk food, uh, you can drink one or two glasses and you're really not going to feel that you're tired or like you are feeling that your body, you know, is getting like very weak. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I just went on the website and, and the good news is I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and there's seven locations close by that I can go and pick up some fun wine. So Joe, it has been so great having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. With pleasure. It's a, it's a great pleasure for me. And uh, if I can help anyone uh, to get to the right direction, I would be always happy to do that. Oh yeah. And we're going to have you back on down the road because um, you're, you're just in this piece of growth now that's so exciting and there's so much potential um, for where you guys are. So look forward to having you back on the podcast. Thank you. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.